What is up, you guys? Your host, Chris Bishop, Jr., coming to you live here with a big-time podcast, as you heard in our awesome trailer. And I got my awesome <laughs> fiancé with me in the house tonight. Give him a holler, Mackenzie. How's it going, girl? It's going good. So, <laughs> we're just hanging out here. I think uh, I speak for everybody right now in this part of the state when I say we're just trying to recover from Saturday right now. But Sundays are all good right now, baby. We're sitting at 5-0. and oh. Tighten up. Let's go. Say tighten up, McKenzie. Tighten up. So... Things are looking good on that front. Recovering from Sunday night. My Braves losing the NLCS. Recovering from Saturday. Tennessee getting blown by Kentucky. Uh, Those are two different things, though. One is not like the other. The Braves, my second professional sports team this calendar year to make it to their conference title game slash series. So I got no complaints here on the front of my professional sports teams. Everything's on the up and up with that. But the Tennessee Volunteers, the most embarrassing loss in Tennessee football history? Maybe? Maybe. What are your thoughts on the Tennessee game on Saturday, Miss McKenzie? It was just bad. Real bad. It was just bad. You heard it first. Her expertise her analysis breaking down the game. Mackenzie, who do you start at quarterback moving forward? Uh, LA. Our LA boy. Oh man, she's going with Money Mauer. So Mackenzie wants to go with Money Mauer. I wouldn't mind that. I think Brian Mauer played pretty good at times. Let's, let's, I haven't let's, seen him yet this whole year. We've not seen Brian Mauer enough yet this year. Well, well, we didn't. We did not see him at all this year. Yeah, we didn't see him enough last year to really fully judge where he's at. He's a mysterious case to me. I want to see more Brian Bauer. I thought the guy came in, gave a little bit of a spark to the Vols last year when he would come on the field. I remember the Georgia game threw the big long touchdown to Callaway. Um, you know, kind of gave us a spark. Seemed like he could make throws that we hadn't seen in a while from a Tennessee quarterback. And um, and then he comes on, plays, you know, I thought fairly well against Mississippi State, then like breaks his neck basically against Mississippi State. Not really, but um, with Bauer, we maybe win that Alabama game last year. I'm probably in over my head saying that, but it felt like it at the time. And, uh, you know, he he didn't really play that well against Kentucky, and I thought they just kind of never gave him a chance again. Uh, Well, he got a little bit of a chance in the bowl game, but not a whole lot. I would like to see Maurer. He can run the football. He's got legs. I mean, he's fast. He's the fastest of the quarterbacks that we have, if you're not counting Jimmy Holiday. So I wouldn't mind seeing Maurer again. Maybe that would be a better idea to start him against Alabama than to start Harrison Bailey. Yeah. You know, throwing Harrison Bailey to the Wolves. Although, I'll say this. I don't think Alabama's defense is that great. I really don't. In fact, actually, I would go on a limb and say 
maybe Kentucky's defense is as good as Alabama's defense. That's that's ridiculous. But I don't think Alabama's defense is the one that we've seen of old, the one that we're used to seeing with Nick Saban. This is a different brand of Alabama football that we've seen in the past. This is a more offensive-minded Alabama. And really, ever since you know the Tua Tagovailoa era, that's the way Bama's been. Offense, offense, offense. So... I don't know. I don't. I don't know necessarily that you know you're throwing Harrison Bailey up against just this dominant, potent defense that just nobody can handle. I mean, we saw true freshman Matt Corral for Ole Miss put up like 49 points or whatever it was on on uh, Alabama. So I don't know. Um, maybe it's the better idea. You know, maybe maybe you start. Mauer against Alabama. He has, you know, started some big games. He started Georgia and Alabama last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe you uh, start Mauer and, you know, see what he has. And then if things don't go well, you put Bailey in. And, um, you know, it is what it is. You take your medicine against Alabama. You're probably not going to win that game. And then I think you start looking ahead to Arkansas kind of the rest of the season as, okay, these are all winnable games. Let's finish out strong this year. Let's go 7-3. and three. Um, And I think if Tennessee managed to go 7-3 and three after the debacle against Kentucky, I think everybody would, would 100% take that. So um, season's not over yet. Still a lot of football left to be played. But that's going to be the most intriguing thing, I think, this weekend. It's just going to see how Jeremy Pruitt handles the quarterback situation. And I think, really, that's the biggest thing for Pruitt at this point. I don't think Jeremy Pruitt is a bad coach. Uh, I think he's done some good things. I think he's trying to build a tough brand of Tennessee football. The recruiting is pretty good right now. And, um, you know, I thought we had made some progress I don't know what happened against Kentucky. I think it was a combination of just bad quarterback play and then everybody kind of losing confidence. And, you know, it just, I don't know, it just got out of hand. It was a weird game. Uh, I guess every team has those games sometimes, unless if you're just one of the elite schools. But, um, you know, hopefully we bounce back this weekend. I'm not saying – you're not going to bounce back in a win against Alabama, but bounce back in the sense that you actually look tough and formidable out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, switching gears a little bit, McKenzie and I, we got some some big things going on. I decided to drop the knee last week and pop the question to her. As if you follow either one of us in social media, you saw that. Um, so kind of trying to do a little bit of wedding planning right now so a lot of wedding planning and i tell you guys i am way more worried about the wedding planning than mckenzie is she is not worried in the least bit she is calm cool and collected (laughs) no worries at all with her and um you know her and and her mom and her sister and they're just gonna let me and my dad plan out the wedding so (laughs) so me and my dad are are going everywhere looking at wedding venues and uh, we're we're gonna flip the roles for this wedding, so yeah, we'll just let Mackenzie take care of the rehearsal dinner. Yep, we should do that. We should flip roles. Let's see if you can take care of it all. Out. 
she just, I know you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but she just slapped my head as I she was saying it. as she was saying it to me. And she has done that before. Just, Last year, we went to Calhoun's on the River in Knoxville, and on the way back from Calhoun, she like slammed my head. I and I, I told her that this was like after Brian Mauer had a concussion, and I told her that she was Brian Mowering me. I don't even remember. Well, that doesn't make sense. I should be the one who, who wouldn't remember, but I do. Wow. What are your thoughts on the Braves, Mackenzie? Sad. Disappointment. Disappointing. They're not a disappointment. It's just disappointing. Who do you think is the best player in the Braves? <laughs> Freddie Freeman. This year. Sounds about white. Well, I think Acuna's good. I just don't think this year he was all that you cracked him up to be. I don't think he fully pulled through. Like uh, no, not in the postseason, but he when, when he was able to stay healthy, he was pretty dang good in the what regular season. In the short regular what I've season. Watched, yeah. I'm saying I think Freddie Freeman was the best. Oh, uh, he was. He was the best player in the team this year. So this year, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I think overall Ronald Acuna is the best player on the Braves. Yeah. And I think overall, at the end of their career, Ronald Acuna is gonna go down as the best player in Braves history. Yeah, I'm just saying this year I don't maybe, think it was his year. Maybe top five baseball history, period. No. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And Freddie Freeman will be, too. Both those guys' numbers are going to be retired after they're done. I will say this. Freddie Freeman will be the last Atlanta Brave to wear the number five. Ronald Acuna will be the last Atlanta Brave to wear number 13. And I, I might even say Ozzie Albies will be the last Brave to wear number one. Because those guys are hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, granted, that would also depend on kind of what happens with Acuna and all these contract situations after their contracts are up in like seven years uh, when they're around 30 years old. If they stayed with the Braves or went somewhere else, I anticipate with Ozzy it might be a little bit more contingent upon that. Like maybe he would need to give a few more solid years to, to get himself in the number retiring mode. I think Ronald Acuna probably could do enough in his next like seven years or whatever mm-hmm. to where after his contract's up, even at age 29, that he could still go to some other random team but had done enough in his career with the Braves that he would be worthy of having his jersey number retired. Yeah. But anyways, you know what's weird? I mean, yeah, I was, I was – I had the air taken out of me at the moment that we lost Sunday night. But I think there was a few things in play for me. One, I realized this is a weird season. And in a way, I'm just thankful that we had baseball. I'm thankful I got to see the Braves this year. I'm thankful that we made it to the NLCS. I mean, we were in Game 7 of the NLCS. How much better of a scenario was that than the last two years, where two years ago we lose in the NLDS 3-1 to one to the Dodgers, and then last year lose to the Cardinals in the NLDS after they get a 10-run first inning. Uh, that was horrible. So, in a way, there was part of me that was like, you know what, man, I can't really complain. We just made it to the NLCS. And quite frankly, both of my professional sports teams, the Titans and the Braves, this calendar year have made it to their respective conference title series slash game. So, um 
yeah, I mean, I'm pretty happy, pretty pleased with where my, my pro sports teams are at. I think college-wise, Tennessee basketball is sitting pretty good. I think we should be pretty good this year. Um, anybody who knows me well enough knows I am not the hugest Rick Barnes guy. I like him, love him personally. I love him personally. I'm not the hugest Rick Barnes guy, though. I don't know why. Um I don't really know why, but I just kind of haven't been. I've kind of been. I was kind of a neg of all last year after I realized that we weren't going to be number one in the nation again. I think part of the reason is I still got Bruce Pearl in my feelings a little bit and come at me, judge me, whatever, but I think I'm still thinking about Bruce Pearl. I would also say the reasoning is. You know, even whenever we were really good a couple of years ago and number one in the nation, we we kind of played a boring brand of basketball. And, and yeah, come at me, criticize me, whatever. I was like, man, it's, you know, I mean, I know we're winning and all that, but it's kind of kind of bland. I don't know. Bruce Pearl basketball was definitely a lot more exciting for sure. But at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. And I think Rick Barnes certainly does have us in a good place. He's recruited well the last couple years now, and uh, I think we're going to have a pretty good team this year. So I'm expecting big things. I think we should have a good shot at winning the SEC and making a deep run in the tournament. thing about NCAA basketball, though, is, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think as time's gone on, I've put less and less stock into what happens in the NCAA tournament just because you got to understand just the randomness of the whole thing. It's it's hard to really base anything off that because it's just so random. Um, so many things have to go right, even if you're really good. Um, so I probably put more stock in the regular season, honestly. NCAA tournament's just kind of fun and icing on the cake, but give me an SEC regular season title and uh, and I'll be happy. So. And, yeah, for once, an SEC tournament title would be nice, too, because for whatever reason, we suck in those. But anyways, though, do you want to talk about NASCAR, McKenzie? Yeah. Probably probably not. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I know for all of our listeners out there, you're probably going to judge me a little bit. Oh, this guy likes NASCAR. And, yes, this is our first episode. It's a fun little cute episode we're doing here with my fiance. Um, but uh, I guess to kind of give you guys, you know, a little bit of a description of what this show is going to be like moving forward, going to try to upload once a week for you guys. We're gonna we're gonna recap the sports week a little bit. We'll talk some Titans. We'll talk some fall hoops, fall football, some Braves. We'll talk maybe a little bit of NASCAR. Um. That's kind of my, my dirty little secret, I guess. Uh, I, I love racing. I grew up around it. So, you know, I don't know. Um, believe it or not, it's actually one of my dreams. One of these days, I'd like to get my own race car and race. Or if I have a son, if we have a son, that, <laughs> may, that, that maybe could catch. that maybe he could, could race one day and I could, you know, help fund that. Um you know, I think it'd be pretty sick. I like going fast. I like competition. But we'll see. So, I guess your your little NASCAR update for the week. 
Obviously, Big Joey Logano getting the win at Kansas. He advances to the championship four. It feels like this is going to be 2018 all over again. Logano won the title in 2018 where he didn't really have that great of a regular season. Like, he only won, what, one or two races? I don't know. And then he wins at Homestead and wins the title, you know, but it's not like he really dominated the season. Um, it feels like maybe we're lining up for a similar thing this year. Joey Logano is pretty good at Phoenix. I mean, he won Phoenix in the spring. That was actually the final race before COVID hit. So, I, I don't know. It looks like maybe it's setting up for another Joey Logano stolen championship. Some thievery by Joey Logano. Going to Texas this weekend, I would anticipate probably Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick going that. Uh, I think if if Alex Bowman is going to have a shot, he's going to have to do it this weekend. He's kind of the guy I look at in the final eight and say that this weekend's his last chance. Um, he seems to be pretty good in the mile and a half, so that seems to be his strength. I don't know how much strength he's really shown in the short tracks. I, you know, I don't recall Alex Bowman particularly being like good at Martinsville or whatever. So I think he would need to do it this weekend, but I would anticipate probably Harvick winning Texas. He's, he's pretty good there. He's pretty dominant at Texas. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, Martinsville, I think is going to be a little bit more of a crapshoot. I think, I think even Kurt Busch could have a shot. I think that's going to be his shot. Uh, I think Chase Elliott, of course, will have a shot. Truex won there in the spring. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, Kevin Arvick or Denny Hamlin could win there. Logano is pretty good there. Uh, and maybe some guy out of the you know the playoffs would, would get a win. So um, that might be Jimmy Johnson's best shot at winning before he retires. So uh, that would be cool to see. Uh, maybe uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Bubba Wallace action of Martinsville. He's a he's a short tracker. Um, you know, one of his final shots with Petty before he goes to Michael Jordan. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Harvick wins at Texas, and then I think I'll probably say that like Denny Hamlin will win Martinsville, and then you'll just end up with like a. Hamlin, Harvick, Keselowski, Logano, Final Four. And then I think Kevin Harvick will will win Phoenix and win the title. So there's your NASCAR minute for the week. Uh, we'll talk general. We'll, this is going to be a, an abbreviated episode just for our first one. We'll talk some general sports as well. Um, you know, not just the Titans, Falls, Braves, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about stuff going on around the leagues and um, – Titans five and O. Ryan Tannehill is is killing it. Derrick Henry is I mean he's just he's the best running back in the NFL. That's all there is to it. And it's weird because I don't know that anybody would have ever seen that coming a couple years ago when he was sitting behind Demarco Murray. You know it was like gosh man like Henry can never see the field and. You know, for a while there, it felt like he would only get one or two or three yards of carry, even whenever he saw time. But it was something about that second half of 2018. You know, and I remember they made a, a big deal out of it. He talked to Eddie George, and then he just started clicking after that. And uh, he's been the man ever since. So, Titans looking good. Best team for the Titans, certainly since 2008. 
Uh, and I think this team's better than 08. That 2008 team, listen, I love Chris Johnson, but he is not as good as Derrick Henry. And I loved Kerry Collins that one year. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that. Yeah, he's, he doesn't hold a, a 10-foot pole to Ryan Tannehill. So, anyways, though, that's your sports for the week. We ain't going to talk politics on here. All right, unless if it's just like a joke or something. But yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk sports. We're gonna get some guests in the show, and uh, we're gonna have a good time each week. And who knows? Uh, maybe we'll get to the point where we'll start taking callers and you know get this thing big enough to kind of get you guys, you the fans, involved. So thanks for joining us this week. Got any last words, Mackenzie? Tighten up. <laughs> Go balls. Okay. Go Braves. Wow. See, I've really influenced her well. So. NASCAR. Okay. (laughs) Okay, it's time for us to go because we both have to go to work early in the morning. But anyways, you guys are the best. Thanks for tuning in. It's been fun. It's been real. And it's been fun real. And it's been real fun. You have been listening to the Big Time Podcast. Catch us next week. Like I said, we got big things in store for the show. This thing's going to keep growing, and uh, this movement's just getting started. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun. Real. It's been real fun. Okay. You've been listening to the Big Time Podcast. Okay. See you next week. Peace out. Okay. Bye bye.